is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The Nimble with Numbers team presents Chalked Blocked with Bo, with Bo Big Time McBrayer. I gotta know what a five dollar shake tastes like. That's hot. That's hot. I want winners, folks. You don't know Diddley. And his partner, Scott Stack Simpson. Do you know who I am? Trying to put Tiger Bomb on this jungle's nuts. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Welcome to Chalk Blocked on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The world's sexiest DFS show for now. That is Simpson, not so fat, Patrick. And of course, I'm Bo, still rather big time McBrayer. Um, and uh, we're nimble with numbers team. We're completely dedicated to helping you win big, especially when it comes to football. What do you think, Scott? What are we doing tonight? We talking size? What's your forty oh. time? What's your shuttle? You doing cones? Are we drinking beers? What's going on, Scott? You want to talk about my shuttlecock? Is that what you're? Is that what you're alluding to, my friend? Oh, um, badminton, yeah. I was oh, playing yeah. some badminton oh, yeah. back in the day. I'll, I'll give you my backhand if you want. Um, I think oh. we're talking. We're talking everything. Uh, Football related, draft related, intangibles, all the things you want to get your hands wrapped around. And, and, uh, you know, on Sunday, people, you know, having trouble getting their hands wrapped around because they're bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else. Uh, I think we got a, a hell of a show. Um, you know, I appreciate the show sheet you, sh- you, you sent out. You put not so fats Patrick anymore. I have lost a little bit of weight. I appreciate that. It's very nice. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sexing it up a little bit. I got a new shirt too. Shout out. The, the the club top shot over there. Uh, my man Pete over that today is selling fourteen hundred dollar man's coins, NFT man's coins, only fourteen hundred. You know, just get that sixty nine, you know, point six nine, you know, ETH, and uh, and you're good to go. So um, I'm excited. It's Friday night. I have no money uh, on the man's coin. I got a free one last summer. I'm keeping that one, and I'm happy. Uh, how are you doing, man? How's my man, you know, big time McBrayer doing? Well, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a good day. I mean, I came back from work this week. I uh, came back to work this week from a 10-day vacation. I was this close, and I'm this close to not coming back. And I told mm. my boss, because he came back from vacation the same day, hey, how you doing? Welcome back. I was like, you know, I was this close to not coming back. And he chuckled at first, and I was like, this close. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, he was, he's dead serious. But yeah, I, I played three rounds of golf in 10 days, and I drank some whiskey with my brother-in-law who was in town. From- Dude, that sounds excellent. I love that you got to do some golfing, and you got to drink some whiskey. Uh, I have not golfed in, in years, and uh, I heard that, were you shooting under 90? Is that is that what you, you're in the 90s yeah, right now? 80s. Um, I, I did break 90 on the last, the third round. With wind was blowing 20, 30 miles an hour. And uh, and I just happened to put it all together. And uh, apart from a couple of holes, I was playing pretty well. And I shot 89. I mean, I'll take that because, I mean, I'm, my, my day is in the 70s. Unless I start playing really, really regularly again, those are those are behind me. I'm not going to shoot in the 70s like I did in college. Um, but I'm, the 80s, I'll take that. It's hard to get back to that stud status. Um, speaking of studs, last week on our show, we had Jordan Vanek on and we ran a promotion. 
that uh, you know you had to subscribe to our channel, uh, you know the Nimble W Numbers YouTube channel, uh, and the winner got themselves a money hat. So Jordan Vanek actually is the winner. He was the one who was chosen, what? who you know subscribed. I know. Congratulations, Mr. Vanek. Hope you are doing well at work tonight. Uh, if you're not in the chat, this is yours. It's coming your way. Oh, I'm going to yeah. send you a DM. I, I, I'm so excited. Uh, this hat is fire. I'm going to model it real quick. And you guys just see how sexy it is. The, you know, uh, real quick. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Hey. I mean, I, I look good with my hair. I, I don't want to, you know, but for the hat, I'll do it. I have, a, I have a very close personal relationship with the creator of Hotbox. <laughs> He's me. He's you. <laughs> and a, you created that's a, that's a fire hat. Um, I do think it's a little fishy that our host, last, our guest last week won the giveaway. But not only did he subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Nimble WF Numbers, he was he probably downloaded the app WWSRN on the App Store or the Play Store. He placed an order for one of everything on the BigTimeFlavorCode.com website, and uh, mm. he just got those today. So I'm hoping the hot box isn't a little too spicy for our young friend from Florida. You know, I think he's going to love it, and he's going to have this new hat as well coming his way. Uh, brand new. The one that I'm going to give him is in the box. This is mine. I love this hat. So, um, but please do subscribe. You know, to the Nimble W Numbers YouTube channel. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely put that in the chat. Uh, and then, if you haven't, please download the Worldwide Sports Radio Network app. You can get us anywhere in real time across the world. You're in D Dubai. You're in China. You know, you're, you're, you know, somewhere you can listen to us. There's no barriers. There's no, you're not available on YouTube because you're in another country and they're nothing. You can always get us. So please demand, download. baby. It's We're it's on free. demand. You can and, have me whenever and, you want guys. Ooh, anytime, anytime. And, and you know what? You can also have this, this summer coming up, maybe even in the spring. I'm not sure when it is. Uh, the worldwide sports radio network is going to be doing uh, a New York minute. It's a contest where you've got, you know, seven questions in a minute. You can't look anything up on your phone. You got to just boom, 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 sports, uh, every day to win prizes. I can't wait for that. That's something to be on the app for because you can get those, those, you know, if you know sports and you're into being able to spend one minute a day trying to win prizes, it's super easy. So I'm excited about that. I'm really but, mad about that. I'm angry about that. To be honest, I'm angry because I'm not eligible to win and I would dominate that contest. I know we're not eligible to win. We can't, we can't do it because we're, we're on the I team. Know, so I'm, mad. But, I'm angry but, about that. Well, you know what? We got to transfer that anger into a little draft Review, preview, pro day. What do we think? We're talking the NFL draft. It's uh, less than a month away. It's uh, I think it's twenty six days away. If counting tomorrow, I mean it's close. It's so close. So uh, I'm gonna let my man Bo jump in here and kind of talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's start with the good. Though, cliche. Bo. It's awful cliche to segment it like that, but. I'm a guy who loves cliches. I will overuse the crap out of these, out of these little, uh, I mean, yeah, a worn hat. That's a good idea. Maybe give, send a door down in Florida, the, the one that's not used, Scott. Oh, no, this one's mine. I'm not, the one that's used is not used. It's in a box sealed. So what happened is, is that this one was, was lost at sea. The post office lost it. <laughs> and then the gracious, uh, owners of Viridian Global, they sent me a brand new one in the box, and then as soon as that happened, uh, the post office was like, oh, uh, this gate key? Found it. <laughs> Look at this gate key? Yeah, we have that gate key. And they gave me my regular hat back, so I got this, I've been wearing it, and then the new one came, didn't even open it. So it's brand new, never been opened. I'm just going to slap his address on, boom, send it to him, he's getting a brand new hat. So congratulations, Mr. Vanek, love you. Hopefully we see you again here uh, Again, but anyway, so let's get into it. Let's get into rookies. the, the rookies. Yeah. 
the rookies, the good. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, what were some so, of the, the rookies that stood out for you? I mean, I don't know if there's something in the water or they just they, they painted the lines on the field shorter for LSU's pro day, but their <laughs> wide receivers looked really good. And that's already DBU, and their DBs are pretty good. They're not quite up to the level this year that they have been in years. But those two stud wide receivers for LSU, we're talking Jamar Chase. Ooh, he's so good. And Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, we're talking two big time, big time wide receivers, uh, especially Chase. Chase as a stud sophomore last year, um, he he had a massive season with Joe Burrow, twenty touchdowns. He opted out twenty twenty for COVID. His right, if you have twenty touchdowns, I'm sitting on my butt too. What come and get me, NFL? Come and get me. You got all the tape you want. Catching balls from an NFL quarterback in Joe Burrow. And it's it's so nice to see a guy like that run a sub four four forty yard dash. And forty tons don't matter a lot, but they confirm what we saw on tape. And that's what I saw on tape from Jamar Chase all season long was him just dominating a pretty good caliber defensive backs in the SEC all season long. And yeah. we're talking at a historical pace. That that offense was his to really just take off. Justin Jefferson took second many of those games to the younger Jamar Chase. So so here's a question. Um, you, you talked about the lines being painted. I, I've seen a lot of people calling into question all of the pro day data, all of it, and just saying, you know, the, it, it, it's with the grain of salt. It's a little bit off. So, but let's talk about the 40 times for Jamar Chase. He ran a 4-3-4. And then Terrence Marshall ran a 4-4, so, you know, six hundredths off of uh, – those are blazing speeds, blazing. We're talking like the top, you know, 99 percentile, you know, so the 1% of of elite athletes can run that speed even in the NFL. So, um, you know, what what, is that – is that going to – are we sound on that? Are are we – you know, is that a little bit off? How do we feel about these numbers? Even if it is a little off, we're talking about hundredths of a second. And we're talking about guys that look fast on tape. Jamar Chase didn't look like a burner on tape, but he looked quick enough. He was pulling away from guys. He was busting angles against very talented SEC corners and safeties. And then you see him run the 40-yard dash, which, I mean, it's just an audition. They're all wearing spandex. They're wearing practically wearing spanks, tight everything. They got their track shoes on, not the football cleats, no pads, not holding the football. They're not juking guys out. We're just seeing, okay, how fast can they get to – to max speed mm. how quickly can they get to that max speed and just stay in that track stance i mean that's the guys that run the fast 40s trained for like a, a 100 meter dash or they they keep the same kind of uh, outlook where you stay low you stay driving the knees stay low until the very end and you explode mm-hmm. through the finish line and you can tell like the guys penn state the defensive guys the bigger defensive guys at penn state they ran that 40 like they're running a track meet and that's what you have to do if you want that big time that the NFL scouts are going to go, whoa, let me go look at that tape again. For guys like Chase, it's it's just from what we already saw. For guys like the defensive players and your tight ends like Kyle Pitts, it's just going to make people's mind explode because you're like, how does a guy that big run 40 yards that fast? And I, I it's just it's technique. It's, it's a lot of technique and it's, of course, God-given ability. I mean, they're all... But Terrace Marshall is the one that helped himself the most because he's one of the bigger body wide receivers in this class at 6'3 and 210, I think. He's not one of the many guys that are 5'9, 5'10, or even shorter. 
um, that are running in at 200 pounds and you expect those guys to be fleet of foot. You right. expect those guys to be blazing fast to get up to full speed within two or three steps. And when they run four, three, four, like Chase did, like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. And he's a top five pick. He's a top 10 pick for sure. But I think Marshall is moving up. Marshall's moving up because a lot of these teams aren't looking for those little guys that run the slot or the gadget plays. They're looking for the burners that can get up and leap and body guys in the secondary, your contested hmm. balls, your, uh, your post patterns that yeah. where you're going to have to show a little bit of muscle and well, uh, Terrace Marshall doing, having that, his stock is rising. Oh, oh, big time. Yeah. He, he is one of the, uh, the, the more, I was going to talk about risers and fallers. He's somebody who is on the rise. He wasn't being mentioned, uh, in that first day conversation. I don't think he'll be in the first day, but he wasn't even in that. They would not even thought now they're talking about second round. I love that for him. Uh, we'll see. Um, here, here's somebody who we know is going to be a first round, probably a top 10 pick. I mean, maybe the fifth pick, maybe sixth pick. You mentioned him. Kyle Pitts ran a 4.44. Uh, and, and so even if it's not, even if it's, if it's off a little bit because it's, it's home cooking or whatever, uh, we're talking about a guy who is not six, two and a half, like, you know, five uh, Marshall, he's six, five and a half and he's two forty five. Wingspan, contested catch in the middle. This guy is going to be a monster. You know, for me, the comp that I gave him was Tony Gonzalez. That's the kind of athlete he kind of reminds me of. Just bigger, faster, stronger, more athletic, more agile. To the second, faster than Tony G was. Yeah, and he's way faster, too. Like, this this guy is a, this guy's a wide receiver, is what he is. And yeah. and he, he makes DK Metcalf look light. It's like a DK light. You know, is, is what DK is because this guy, it maybe not muscular wise, but just how big he is as a target right. downfield. And that's what you really want. And so I love him and I cannot wait to see who gets him. Um, if Atlanta gets him, I mean, honestly, Atlanta should get a quarterback. If they're moving on from Matt Ryan, they'd be kind of, uh, un- uh, you know, I-, I think they should get a quarterback. But Atlanta if they get needs him, an offensive tackle. They need so many things, bro. They need a quarterback, yeah. an offensive tackle. They need they, they defense don't need- badly. Yeah, but, man, they, I mean, at the top of the draft at number four, I'm expecting Atlanta to trade back. Um, they have too much leverage in that spot to not take it, especially with, I mean, Matt Ryan has locked up for one year for sure, two years most likely. His third year is the opt-out year where they don't really have to pay him. They can cut him or trade him. Um, but the Matt Ryan thing solidifies that quarterback position. So they're going to have to either reach for a Trey Lance or somebody like that and then hope they, they land somebody good in the later rounds for making their team better this year and or they're going to have to take a position of need and i don't think they need any receiving talent hayden yeah. Hurst is a capable tight end he's a better sure. blocker than kyle pitts pitts is more of a wide receiver than a tight end anyway but you can't ignore the weaponry if you have calvin ridley julio jones and kyle pitts we're talking matt ryan's gonna drool his face off the first mm. And you know, I want to play the first quarter. I, I want to be out there, guys. Can I restructure my contract? Again? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm only 37. <laughs> I'm a young, I'm a young 37. Brady's, Brady's six years older than me. Look at him. Right. Look at me. I don't I haven't been hit that many times. Now, um, well, <laughs> those those are wide receivers that have really done a great job. Let's talk about somebody who, you know, I mean, I I was impressed with him. There's been, you know, a little controversy with Dan Orlovsky talking just kind of wild out of his, out of his, you know what, 
Um, let's talk about Justin Fields. Uh, what have you seen? I know you've been looking at tape. You've been analyzing, not highlights, tape. People, we want to make sure everyone knows we're not just highlight watching. I think there's been a, a little issue, too, in the community where, where analytics people and tape people and and numbers people. There's a, there's a lot of infighting currently. This always happens during the season. Where, yeah, you we know, have nothing else to talk about. No, right, it. right. People are just <laughs> chomping at the bit to kind of fight with each other. I, I would just say um, Dan Orlovsky, though, caught a lot of heat for just going over those trite, contrived, uh, you know, stereotypes about uh, black quarterbacks that have been kind of thrown out there, you know, not not doing a great job, uh, in, you know, not the first guy in, not the last guy out, kind of the, these these things we've heard over the years to kind tired, of get, tired, get tired, tired. keeping. Uh, and then he went back and, and actually talked to the people who coached uh, Justin Fields and, and got a different story and, and changed mm-hmm. his narrative. So, um, you know, Dan Orlovsky, not a fan of his, but I am a fan of Justin Fields. What have you seen uh, from him that gets you excited about his prospects? Um, he performed incredibly well just about every game. He had two kind of iffy games against Northwestern and Indiana, but he was still pretty darn good. Pretty darn good again against those two top five defenses in college. The Big Ten was no joke this year. Justin Fields looked great all season long. Yeah. He looked amazing, amazing against Clemson. And he broke his two lower ribs and hit, bruised his hip up, came back like a warrior. He, this guy is so talented. Yeah. And he's got next level written all over him. He mm-hmm. runs the 4-4 in the 40, which just says, mm-hmm. yeah, we knew he was fast. He's just really fast. I mean, yeah. We're talking the second fastest 40 time for a quarterback in history. We're talking he's like right up there with RG3 in 40 yeah. times for a quarterback. And so if you combine that with his cannon arms, like we saw that in that national championship game, dropping a dime to Olave 65 yards in the air, um, the guy is just the total package. I don't think he's quite got the the uh, the pedigree that Justin uh, Trevor Lawrence has, but Justin Fields is right there. Mm. And I would say he's the quarterback two in this class by pretty good margin over the other three behind him and Lawrence. Um, yeah. I kind of like Mac Jones's profile as a passer. He's not as athletically gifted, but I mean, Zach Wilson looks to me like a, a rich man's Johnny Manziel. He's got the swagger. He's got the talent, but he's just like, he just like screams soft to me. Like he just doesn't have the mental makeup. When I watch him play, it was against terrible competition. I mean, the worst competition you could probably get in division one for defensive quality. And he only had one good year. He started since he was a freshman. He looked okay. And then this year he blew up and he looked great, but it's just, it's no comparison. We look at what Justin Fields did with broken ribs against Clemson of all teams. Zach Wilson, whose best defense he played was like, what? I don't even know. Utah. Yeah. Air Force. And yeah, Air Force. We're talking great performance against bad defenses. Yeah. And so you expect a guy like that to get a lot of fanfare. And so I think if mm-hmm. the Jets pick him at number two, they're going to be Jetsing. <laughs> they're going to be saying, hey, we're, we're getting rid of, I think Sam Darnold's better than Zach Wilson by a pretty wide margin. He's only 23. I think Wilson's 22. We're not looking at a very different product, except Darnold's going into his third professional season, which right. probably by far the most talent he's ever had around him. And the, definitely the best coaching he's ever had around him. Uh, so, I mean, if, if I'm the Jets GM, I'm saying Darnold's our guy because unless we're planning on taking Justin Fields and trading Darnold for a ransom, why would we get Wilson? Wilson's the same guy. Right. Well, I, I like Justin Fields, and I think 
think comp because quarterbacks are very unique, but he's me a little bit of Russell Wilson in the fact that he can move in the pocket. He's got that cannon arm to go downfield. Um, he's faster than Russell Wilson. That's the thing is he, yeah. he actually um, not tougher necessarily, but he wouldn't, I mean, Russell Wilson hangs out in the pocket a little too long. Oftentimes I just, I'm like, yeah. why are you? Oh, oh come on, man. And you know, so I think is a burner, burner. Yeah. He's, a, he's fast. So a little bit, a little bit different than, uh, but that's kind of, if you put RG three uh, and, you know, maybe a little bit of Russell Wilson's downfield ability with with the vision. Maybe there's a comp there, but I mean, he's he's raw too, so he's he's got a little bit of of growth ahead of him. I I, I like Mac Jones as the most pro ready quarterback uh, out of those two between him and Fields, um, and then you know um, Lawrence as well. But I I mean, he he me reminds me of you know, like a stronger Colt McCoy, like somebody who knows the the system, you know, has got a great touch pass. Uh, not that he can't fire it in there, but he he's not Josh Allen. He's not taking people's heads off in the secondary with his laser beams. Uh, he knows what the plays are. He's a game manager. Uh, so I'm interested to see what he does, but I'm not, I, I'm not excited for, for him necessarily this year. So yeah, yeah that's just, yeah, and it's, it's a quarterback is the most landing spot to pin the position by a long shot. A hundred percent. Well, speaking of landing spots, th- there are two wide receivers out of uh, Alabama. Have you ever heard of that place? You know, Nick Saban, those guys. Pad. Yeah, you got Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. Um, different wide receivers. Both are slight compared to, you know, the bigger bodied wide receivers, but they're both very strong, very fast and uh, ridiculously fast, I should say. Uh, so what, what do you think about both of these players? You know, Waddle coming off of missing some time with the ankle injury last year. How, how do you size them up, and, and what do you think are some landing spots potentially for them that would, would be impactful in fantasy, you know? Well, first of all, both of them are better than Henry Ruggs was. They were better than him last year. Maybe not uh, as many flashy plays at, in the primetime games, but if you watched every Alabama game from last year, uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith jumped off the page just as much, if not more, than Henry Ruggs. Uh, Devontae Smith won the Heisman. He scored a crap load of touchdowns. He made all kinds of talented corners just eat his dust. We're talking J.C. Horn got toasted by him a couple times in that South Carolina game. Um, and J.C. Horn's my favorite guy to go to Dallas at number 10. And so I'm looking at Devontae Smith going anywhere and just making an immediate impact. Where he's mm-hmm. a smart player, he's extremely quick off the off the snap. Uh, you, you say you can jam him because he's so light. Uh, good luck touching the fool. I haven't right. seen a guy jam him yet. Like not one guy has jammed him in college. And so I'm gonna guess that if in the one chance off chance they're trying to press cover him, that they're gonna get toasted like Tyree Kill does. Um, and then Waddle is it's just he's ridiculous. He's super fast. Um, we're talking downfield. He's a lot like Will Fuller to me. Yeah. Um, Waddle is fast, explosive. He's not that big, but he's also so explosive that you have to respect everything he does. You have to honor that speed every play. You have to honor his yard after the catch ability because he's such a prolific punt returner too. Yeah. Get the ball in his hands. Any offense, you get the ball in either one of these guys' hands. And there's a reason why they were starters for the University of Alabama. Uh, they're good. They're yeah. really good, and they're pro ready. Yeah, hundred percent pro ready. And I can't wait to see what the return game uh, looks like. Uh, you know, for Jalen Waddle, that guy is the, my comp. Is um, maybe not as a stout 
Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? Like Tyreek Hill is just he's compact. Like he's he's yeah. not you know he's just a little bit more thick. And so um, speaking of hand size, um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, yeah let's see. But anyway, we we are up against the break. Look, we're just we're just rolling. The first you know thirty minutes are done. We're gonna come back. That is a tease. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. hand size. We we'll back in about five minutes. Uh, and 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 Bo also uh, is gonna you know let you know where you can get when we come back where you can get some of this. And this is the this is the juice right here. This is the hot box. This is good stuff. We're, we're you know they say the, the the stuff that the kids go for. So we're gonna get into that when we get back too. So thanks for checking us out here on Chalk Blocked. We will be back after this word from your local station. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to f- shit up. Oh, now back to Chalk Block with Bo and Scott. Welcome back to Chalk Block. We got we're we're up in a, we're talking about rookies. We're going to talk about hand size. Mm. He's in 2021. We got a class that's good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, we're going cliched approach. Uh, Scott, we are getting into the we're getting into the bad, weren't we? Oh yeah, uh, we we were, we were talking. You know, the bad is kind of not so great. I don't think it's just terrible bad. I mean, the ugly is ugly, but the bad is kind of meh. Uh, you know, yeah. we have high expectations for a few of these friends, but um, yeah. One before we get to the bad though, I just wanted to say. Um, what, where do you stand on Rondale Moore? He is somebody who is um, polarizing because he hasn't played. He's been out, you know, and so some people are saying, well, we haven't seen him for a while. Other people are saying freak, just freak. Um, and I, I understand why they're, they're saying that, looking at some of his measurables, some of the things he's done. Uh, where, where do you stand on Rondell Moore? Um, I think he's going to be a solid football player. I don't know how relevant he'll be for fantasy, however. Um, mm. We're talking about a guy who's 5'7", 180. He's built like a tank. Like he squats 600 pounds. He runs a 4'3", something, 40. He jumps out of the building. Well, you better jump out of the building when you're 5'7", going into the NFL. Um, you're at a pretty distinct disadvantage height-wise, so you better be able to leap. Um, he's got all the he's got all the fancy uh, measurables that you're looking for to hype him up. Um, it's going to really depend on where he goes and how well they utilize him. If they don't highlight his abilities as a runner with the ball um, or his short yard route running, then he might disappear a lot. Like we saw Nicole Hardman disappear at times. Uh, it's just going to come down to usage. If, if the teams aren't willing to use, use him, we really shouldn't be able to trust him in fantasy football. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I want to see that kind of guy get the ball a lot. Yeah. No, I think he needs to go into a system where um, he is the wide receiver two or, or the, the kind of the, the third down running back almost in a way. Like he, he is that yeah. guy that, that uh, Curtis Samuel esque. Yeah. So, so um, I want, I want to see him get that Curtis Samuel usage though. What got Curtis Samuel. Hey, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, Curtis Samuel last year got himself paid by Washington because of, how explosive he looked for Carolina. Um, he, they gave him a role in the Carolina offense with Joe Brady calling the plays and, Hey, we got ourselves a Swiss army knife here. He's not the biggest guy, but he's really fast. He's really quick. He can catch the deep ball. 
he's not as small as Rondale Moore, but he might just be less athletic, which is scary because Curtis Samuel is a freak athlete too. Right. Um, we're, we're talking about usage. It's going to come down to what coordinator gets his hands on him mm-hmm. and what he's willing to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like him. I think he is, is boomer bust and I'd love him in DFS. If you can get him oh, yeah. on a nice little DFS uh, heater, uh, last year we, we had some, some of us had talked about the Henry Ruggs explosion that never happened. So maybe the Rondell Moore explosion will never happen, but I do think it will come. It'll be games where he kind of gets unleashed, but I don't think for fantasy wise, he's going to be, uh, somebody you start right away or, or, you know, I think you have to kind of see where he goes and what the usage is, but I do like him. I think he's a sneaky little, uh, a little play there that, that could be, uh, uh, a moneymaker in the future to somebody. high He's going to be really fun. Oh yeah, really a lot of fun. So okay, good. I appreciate that. I want that was one of the guys. Um, and by the way, it's Najee, not Najee. I don't know why people call him Najee. Najee. Yeah, it's Najee. 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 Come on, it's just really easy. So he was clarifying that, and we're gonna we're gonna make sure we get everybody's name right here. No, tell us, we'll we'll fix it. Yeah. It's important to say people's name right. That's actually one of the most important things we learn as teachers is to value each person and how their name is pronounced. So you don't pronounce it your way you learn it and i've learned names from all over the world and they they say here's the mm-hmm. american way and i say no no no. tell me the real way i want the way that your mom and dad say it so that you are being authentic you know feeling authentic That's and something we also have in common scott yeah um, i obviously work in the hearing care industry and i have clients from all over the world mm. and i got my degree in international relations and so one of the little bar party tricks that i learned over the years is i can look at somebody's name on paper or hear them say it and I know where the where that name comes from. Like I can pinpoint to a country, like oh, that name is Croatian or Serbian or Indian or uh, Bangladeshi. I can even tell the difference there. Chinese, mm-hmm. Japanese, Korean. Like I can look at a name and say, oh, that. Like I I impressed one of my clients the other day. She was from Ethiopia, and I saw the name and I was like, oh, is that Ethiopian? And she's like, yeah. How the heck did you know that? And I said. It's just one of the tricks that I learned over the years. It's the one thing I can hang my hat on with having my bachelor's in international relations. I can, I can tell where you're from, baby. Uh, but Bo knows. That's the thing. If you don't know the thing about Bo, that he actually knows. So I think it's just it, it's part and parcel to who you are most of the time. Uh, well, so getting in, into the now to like the, the not so great, because, you know, we do have to get to that a little bit. Um I had high hopes for Rashad Bateman. Uh, I have him in a Debbie league. I really saw a lot of great contested catches on the edge, in the corners, uh, living out there. Uh, the pro days and stuff. I've seen mixed reviews. I saw some people say, ah, solidified, just top, you know, 20 pick. And the other people just say, ah, a swing and a miss. A swing and a miss. So what, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking here with Rashad? I mean, other than the honey, I shrunk the gopher effect where he's suddenly – 20 pounds and two inches shorter than they listed him at. That's mm. not his fault. That's no. Minnesota's PR guy or uh, whoever wrote the programs. They always said he was 6'2", 210 or 211. And he measures out six foot and three eighths and under 200 pounds or just over 200 pounds. And uh, no, 190 something. It's like, yeah, that's, that's a little bit concerning when we thought he was a certain build and he's not that build in reality. Um, as for his ability on the field, I'm not afraid one bit. He's uh, he's up there in the top five wide receivers, pretty solid for me. And this is a very, very good deep receiver class. So I'm not concerned whatsoever. Rashad Bateman is one of the best pro-ready wide receivers in this class. 
Uh, he's an expert route runner. He's got incredible hands. We're talking probably the best hands in this class, and that's saying a lot because this class is loaded with wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but Bateman on on tape is impressive. He's impressive. Yeah. I saw uh, a little, you know, Desmond Howard talking uh, about how this class of wide receivers might be one of the best. Uh, yeah, class and last year receivers. was too. And last year was uh, excellent as well. Last year and this year are the two of the shining examples of the best wide receiver classes we might ever see in a long time. Yep. We're, we're, as far as depth, we're talking this class might have 10 guys who will get starting time in the league year one. Yeah. Well, last year was the robust running back. This year, we don't have as many running back candidates. So we're going to be looking more for fantasy, for DFS, other purposes, to the wide receiver this year. So look for some of those breakouts. Um, You know, in in this section, I do like Rashad Bateman. Uh, Chuba Hubbard ran fast. He ran fast in that straight line. We knew that, though. Yeah, and we knew that, but that's what we knew. Um, Is that good enough? Is Is that going to be what we need? What do you think on that? So Chuba ran a four three six unofficially, and then somebody came out pretty pretty well known, very well respected person said his two times were in the four five range, which is a mm-hmm. big difference from four three six. Um, I'm not worried about his speed. Chuba is his calling card is he's a home run guy. He's gonna pull away. He's a great track runner, and he's yeah he's Canadian will so that there's automatically a leg up um, for being Canadian. And our northern boys love Chuba. They love Claypool. Um, Chuba is not a good running back for the next level. In mm. 2019, he ran through some magnificent running lanes. The zone scheme for Oklahoma State in 2019 was magnificent. They were busting off big plays left and right. And when you got a guy that runs 4-3-6 probably uh, in, in the Big 12 where defense is optional, uh, yeah, he's going to look really good. And if he had come out for, his, uh, for the NFL before his senior year, we're talking a first-round running back. But yep. instead, he stayed in school. COVID caught up to the whole country. And uh, when he got on the field, he looked terrible. And we're yeah. talking all of the flaws that weren't showing up in 2019 because he had such a great amount of room to run. Uh, they, were, they weren't there. And you saw Chuba struggle to find running lanes to break tackles, period. I mean, we're talking some of the lowest metrics you can see for breaking tackles or creating yards. And yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I I don't hate Chuba. I just think that he was a better college running back than he's going to be at the at the next level. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I'm there's just other running backs that I think uh, really have the potential. The top three, particularly, I'm intrigued, right. and they don't involve him at all. So, um, right. you know, uh, Linda, please don't come after us. We love you. Uh, I know she loves. At least her. we pronounced his name correctly as well. Yes. Here's the thing about it. Um, I, I think, and I haven't learned enough about this yet. I'm in the process of of kind of transferring my my understanding of college football into the pro game and seeing which players are are, are going to stick around. But some of these players do just benefit. You know, we talked about earlier Henry Ruggs just from a system, from everybody on your team being an All-American or most of your team being the best of the best. Uh, and then when you get them, and then the NFL, you got best of the best too. But when you put them against people who are better, in the NFL, they're not the same as they were in college. They're just not. And so um, I think some of these wide receivers and running backs are going to disappoint. And every year they do. And I saw a tweet the other day by somebody that just listed all those terrible running backs. Sony Michelle was a first round running back. I mean, even last year, you know, Rashad Penny a couple years, just people have yeah. been drafted before 
better running back. So um, yeah, we'll see how it goes this year. Right. And, and I don't, I'm not giving the first round wide receivers last year or the early round wide receivers last year that disappointed rugs and Jalen Rager that they might be your second or third year breakout candidates mm. because they do still have a ton of talent. They still are dynamic athletes that you want to give the ball to in space. So I'm not, I'm not writing off rugs. I'm buying low on him right now. Um, same with Rager. I'm, I'm high on Ray rugs as second or third year breakouts. So I'm not giving up on them because they got too much talent to uh, give up on just because they had a slow start and Rager was more due to injury. Yeah. Well, and the, the quarterback variance there too. Uh, oh, yeah. kind of t- terrible quarterbacking. And then when, you know, uh, Jalen hurts got in there a little bit of stability, got to the offense, but not last game. They were just like, Hey, uh, let's lose this and get the coach pack it in. <laughs> we're yeah, done. Come on. Come on. But, Dougie's like, I got a vacation to plan. <laughs> let me just ask you a question. What do you think would have happened? Uh, fans weren't there, uh, right? I mean, I'm trying to remember. Were fans there in Philly? They were not. No, they would. They would have done that. Beer bottles. Yeah, yeah, there would have been a riot. I mean, that jail would have been in the stadium would have been overflowing. Rightly so, honestly. Um, Twitter. Dougie took the liberty because there was nobody to call him out. I think so. Yeah, it was like one of those things where like no one's going to stop us because we're here all by ourselves and there's no one here and the fans are not going to boo us or throw batteries at us or snowballs or anything like that. So um, whatever they want. Right, exactly. So let's let's transition to the ugly because there was some ugly. There was some, there was some not so great. <laughs> Jamar Jefferson, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, coming on. Who who would you like to bring up that you particularly not so great reviews? So I mean, I've only been playing Dynasty for a few years now, mm-hmm. but and so my evaluation of players, I'm more of a tape guy. I watched a lot of tape. Um, analytics just going to help. I mean, confirmation bias for me. Like if I look at analytics and it's like, oh yeah, I guess that that is that does kind of say the same same thing I saw. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, if, if we're talking overall analytics for me or watching tape, my evaluation skills are I would say above average, but not amazing. But when it comes to the Pac-12, I n- almost never miss because I watch every single Pac-12 game multiple times. I'm all up in the Pac-12. I'm a huge Oregon Ducks fan, and yes, Jamar Jefferson ripped us to shreds. It was a famous 200-yard rushing game in prime time. The Civil War. Everybody's watching Oregon State and Oregon. It's a rainy game, and Jamar Jefferson went off, and he had a great game. He had a great season. His stats jumped off the page. We're talking eight-game season. He rushed for a thousand yards, almost scored mm-hmm. 11 touchdowns or 10 touchdowns. He's off the charts numbers-wise. But when you watch the games, we're talking about a guy who's undersized. Five nine, five ten, just barely over two hundred pounds. Some guys thought that he was going to measure at two fifteen, like he did. Like again, the team listed him at two twelve or whatever. I was like, "There's no way, no way, this guy's much more than two hundred pounds." And he's not fast. Like even the big runs he ran against Oregon and Cal this year, he wasn't pulling from anybody. And if you're talking about a little running back like that, undersized, you're hoping the guy at the next level can show off something like a breakaway speed like Chuba Hubbard has yeah. or receiving ability. Guy had almost no receiving volume in his entire career. He started as a freshman, never was a part of the passing game. And that's an offense in Oregon State that passes the ball a lot. And he got all the rushing work. We're talking 20, 30 carries a game. Had put up great numbers, great volume. In Pac-12 defense, it's also optional. Yeah. And he and he jumped off the page. He got all the attention for the Oregon game. Well deserved. But at the next level, we we saw him run a four five five as a little running back 
His lateral agility is eh, it's all right. Yes, yeah, there. He's 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 got good vision. He breaks a couple tackles, but he's not he's not the bruiser. He's not the burner. We don't know what he is. And so everybody who's hyping him up for his huge numbers, I'm saying I didn't see it. I watched every single one of his games, and I never saw anything more than a good college running back. But yep. at the next level, that doesn't translate. No. No, and there's other players who I would rather draft that are, you know, I mean, right. Gainwell. I'd rather have him. Gainwell. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you talk about somebody who's I'm saying his name, Kenny Gainwell, is absolutely what you're looking for in that same size range. Right, in the size you're range. Talking, you're talking 5'9", five, 5'10", five, just a hair over 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. You want the guy, Kenny Gainwell, that is just dynamic. Like, yes. he can catch the ball. He can run the ball in space. He's going to break tackles, too. If Memphis is a running back hotbed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love Kenny Gainwell because Tony Pollard came from Memphis. I mean, Benny's better than people think. He's been in that situation his whole career. Yeah, um, yeah we're talking about a, a Memphis, like Daryl Henderson, great yeah. athlete. Yeah. Tony Pollard started over Daryl Henderson. Antonio Gibson. I mean, you've got, we've named three running backs right there who can start or have started in the NFL. So, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a pipeline right now. If you want to, it really is. And, get to the, and Kenny Gainwell might be one of the best ones out of Memphis. Right, that's, that's a scary thought, but it's true. I've seen yeah. the guy play, and he's another one of those twenty twenty opt outs that people kind of forgot about. Mm, 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 mm. Well, oh, let's, <laughs> let's talk about some other players who have not done themselves any favors. You know, I see uh, Kellen uh, Mond through a moon <laughs> moonshot. <laughs> A moonshot, moonshot. I mean, it just it it looked like it came down on another field next to the field. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So I, Kellen Mond, for everybody who did not see him throw his wild blind seventy yard bomb to some guy who just ran out of nowhere and caught the ball. I mean, it was a good throw. Right. He wasn't watching where he was throwing it. He just rolled out to his left and chucked it as high and as far as he could, and his guy just went underneath it and caught it. It was a great throw. Great if you ever watch the guy play real football, you want to throw. You need a bucket next to you because you, he is vomit-inducing. He is epicac. <laughs> he is not good. And he's, and Texas A&M gave him all the chances in the world to succeed. Like, he lit LSU up this last year. But LSU's defense was atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah. He threw six or seven touchdown passes against LSU. Well, he had guys running all over the field wide open. And he still threw a couple picks in that game, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Kellamond at the next level, a walking turnover. He's the next Daniel Jones. I said yeah. it right here. No, you did. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I hate to, to, to break it to you, buddy, but we've been kicking it so so fast and so so amazing that we're up against uh, the end of the show. And, and we, we really, we really got to pimp some of this hot box, you know, because. And the hand it, size. And the hand size. Does not require large hands to buy hot box. Right. Uh, my hands are not large. Let me just tell you that. They're not. They're you regular sized. So they're you like. Measure them. Yeah, they're one hot box. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, one hot box bottle. If we're going to go from the. That's how tall they unit, are. So, unit of measurement. Yeah, you got to do it. So, um, but but it's a great time because if you visit bigtimeflavorco.com today and you enter Chalk 21 to receive 10% off of your order uh, and your total, you know, I just want you guys to know you can do that. It, it's, it's a great place to go. Uh, you can get the uh, taco season uh, season, mm-hmm. your taco Tuesdays, which is a staple for Bo. And I do tacos all the time just to, you know, not on Tuesday, just to mess with them. Uh, and then you can also get 
Some of the, 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 the dry rub is delicious. And then the, the staple, the hot box gourmet batch uh, hot sauce. And it's got green on it. That's why you're getting to see through it here. And I'm invisible. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But please do patron my man, Bo McBigTime. He is the man. Anything you want to add to that, good sir? No, I mean, it's uh, it's been great to make this uh, delicious food for people and send it all over the country and across international. Where it's, we're shipping to Canada, a couple to the UK, and it's exciting because people give me feedback, whether you hate it or love it. I want to hear it. I want to yeah. hear it. Sound yeah. it off. I Let got thick skin. Let me know. Okay. And I, I, yeah, you got to go and, and sign off. Well, no, here's the thing. You have to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delay that. You have to go to, to, you know, bigtimeflavorco.com, hotboxbatch.com. You got to do it now. Go lock that in right now with the chalk 21 to get the 10% off. Real quick, we're going to do uh, just rapid fire as we leave baseball season. How do you feel? <laughs> I got all these like itchy rash mm. and a fever, like mm -hmm. baseball fever. You got and it. Doing random things in the house, breaking yeah. stuff. It's, just, it's baseball season. Just saying stuff like balk. Balk at the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. A, I did a tweet of a guy choking another guy. I think it was Brian Mitchell choking a guy. And I said, when you, when, when you tell someone you don't care about opening day, and they're just like, I used to love baseball, but you know, my wife doesn't let me anymore. Pizza toppings. Top. We're gonna go back and forth. Best topping. What's your best topping? Go. Pepperoni, spicy Italian sausage, jalapenos, and. Uh, hot box, of course. I'm going to agree with you and then add also banana peppers and uh, red spicy peppers as well. Oh, just got to mention Cooter Doodle because it's, it's you know, Cooter Doodle season. So um, she's awesome. She's love amazing. You. Yeah, we, we love, love you. Cooter Doodle. And uh, watch out for the grandma, though. Grandma Doodle, she'll get you, you know. So. She's been following me since day one. I love uh, FF Granny. Hmm. Shout out FF Granny. Shout out FF Granny. Love you. We'll be back next week. And uh, we're working on some guests for next week and the, and the week's coming up here. We'll, we'll tease a little bit on Twitter. Thank you to everybody who checks us out. Please check out Bowman Big Time, bigtimeflavorcoat.com, hotboxbatch.com as well takes you there. Uh, I'm Scott, NimbleWNumbers, NimbleWNumbers.com, uh, FancyMillionaires, FancyMillionaires.com, all that great stuff. We will see you next Friday at 11. We are out. Peace. This is my guest for next week. <laughs> you're funny you're making me laugh i like it <laughs> i know i mean we, we gotta go though i mean it's just go. you know i know i'm i'm sorry i'm getting tired i know hold, hold it there hold it there and then we'll do this we'll go it is the worldwide sports radio network